Welcome to another episode of Wiggles and Crying, a gay drunk podcast with my two friends, Joshua Allen, Sup, batch. and JC Lee. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while since we've been on the air, but uh, yeah. Adrian is been... all cleared up now and he's yep. ready to go. Yeah. The gonorrhea he's went out of my throat. I can talk. We had just a lot of work going on, just, you know, real life things besides this podcast. Um, we and also I also had a lot of twerk going on. We did, we, you know, and we, yeah, we also had our concert that we went to. We went to see Beyonce, the three of us. Let's just briefly. We just want y'all to know we went. Mm-hmm. We we went. I mortgaged my house, but I went. We came, we saw, and then we, we came, came again. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we left. It was amazing. It was incredible. Right? Did it change your life? Was it life changing? I'm forever changed. Yeah. Yeah, I fully transitioned now, so yeah. I feel great. Oh, oh, congrats! Okay, which ladies, bathroom do you want to use? Let's get information. Which bathroom do you want? It depends want to? on the state I'm in. Sadly, it does. Gosh, yeah, unfortunately. Wow. So, guys, what have you guys been up to, since, or what has been happening since the last time we were on the air? I joined Completely. Snapchat. Oh yes, I did yes, too. Henry. I joined Snapchat a long time ago, but I really couldn't understand oh, it, okay. and I finally learned it, and I'm now okay. being obnoxious with it. Yeah, so, you were also obnoxiously I've, hijacking my topic, but that's fine. Wow. Whoa. Tell us about Snapchat. Your experience on it. What I really like it. Yeah. I think it's fun. Yeah. I literally, as I yet? as I said those words, I I envisioned myself as a mom playing Nintendo in 1983. <laughs> Um, so this is what the kids are all honey what's all the rage this this mario brothers it's great what is he doing why is he in the tomb it's a great family story who's the bowser um no i enjoy it i think it's i think it's really (laughs) donald trump is the bowser yeah he's got the the hair too yeah and the fiscal policy yeah, no, I really like Snapchat. I think it's really fun because I, I I find Instagram, as has been recorded on this podcast, frustrating for a variety of reasons. Namely that, like, the control over the narrative makes it so that everyone's idealized, everyone's beautiful, everyone's filtered, everyone's posed. What I find really refreshing about Snapchat is that it's like... It doesn't enable you to like take time to filter yourself. You're you're mostly just using it when you're doing something cute and fun or showing your dick and your butthole. Or is that real? Your, like, yeah. is that a real thing on Snapchat? That's yeah, and what that's, you be doing? so. That's how. So if you take a snap, because I heard when it originally came out, like it wasn't you couldn't. There were certain cute things that you can do now that they weren't features. It was just no, like you literally just you you snapped and for six seconds or however long it lasted a minute or whatever, yeah. and then like. They got the dick pic, they saw it, and then like it just went away. Into yeah, but the you ether. can you can take a screenshot of it, and if you do take a screenshot right, of it, it then sends it's forever. It, it sends it sends the notification. Oh, it lets, to that it lets you know can somebody say, just screenshotted I mean, you. So that, I think so Adrian, that if you screenshotted Zane's dick or something, or Justin Bieber's or whoever it was that was pictured re, like in the last few months. Wow. If you took a picture of it, they would know, and then the, I guess maybe and they, they could come see for you. you. Maybe they can come for I you. I think Adrian is the person that every social media company should have housed in a glass cube deep in their headquarters because he's the person that corrupts every 
like noble social media thing. It's like I just created housey. It cre it builds houses for people in Africa who don't have houses. And Adrian would be like, you could like fuck in the houses if you just like <laughs> go to this part of the app and you just build it and then you can just find all the fucking gays and fuck in the houses. And they're we, like, well, <laughs> housey's ruined. That, you know what? You know you're what? So you're so not, not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. We were at just all. talking about Facebook. Opening. He's available if you need him. We were just talking about opening up a bar all together. How great it would be. And you guys are like, oh, I would love it if it like played pop music finally. Yeah. And yeah. then jo- and JC like, was like, oh, and yeah. I would love it if it like served this kind of drinks and had this kind of atmosphere. I'm like, yeah, and I want a back room where people could just suck dick all over. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I hate this show. <laughs> are we done now? I still haven't gotten my first paycheck. <laughs> no, you're actually paying to do this show. This week That's we're sponsored. Actually, by- true. <laughs> this week, Wigless and Crying is sponsored by Housey, the new app <laughs> that builds houses for people in South Africa, where Adrian fucks gay guys, <laughs> underprivileged gay guys. Yeah. You know th- that we're supposed to do that. Let's do that from now on. I keep forgetting to do that. But we have to right, do like sponsor. sponsors. This episode is brought to you by. Yeah. Last episode was brought to you by J.C. Lee's Chinese Restaurant and Laundry. Remember? Oh, that's right. No, tic- no ticky, bringing... no ticky, no browse. Yeah, yeah. You guys aren't actually allowed to make those jokes. No, no, no. absolutely not. But we're like all besties, so it's okay, right? No, it's absolutely not okay. Too many jokes you made about my credit. Do you remember that time when I got Josh a bouquet of flowers? Do you remember that time when I got Josh a bouquet of flowers and it was cotton? I'm so angry about you. Why are you bringing up old shit? Because now I want to walk out. I, w- I will say that was the most egregiously racist thing Adrian's was, ever done. I was so horrified laugh. when he. No. Adrian is you always. You texted it, so I how do you know my reaction? Adrian is always the one laughing when he says, You guys all laughed, and we're, we're like, all horrified. No. We're like, No, we were really offended. All right. I, Deeply offended. You're lying because you laughed hysterically. No, my I face was past... literally a horrified emoji face. I walked. I was walking in San Francisco, and there was this. Uh, by right, has all these flowers everywhere, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's really pretty." What is and that? These and these fucking was, hipsters apparently had cotton outside. They were like, like "Who like does real that?" Co- Reparations like, like cotton. Growing I'm mad. cotton. I'm mad. Y'all can tell I'm mad. It was grown from at Reparations cotton. And I was Ugh. supposed to meet Josh in San Diego. I was gonna get on a plane, and he was gonna meet me at the train station. And I was like, Josh, I brought you a bouquet of flowers from San Francisco. And he was like, Adrian, that's so sweet. And then sent me a picture of some cotton. (laughs) That's what happened. That's the next part that happened that took place. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's the whole third act. Rude. So instead of going into a a topic from the wig, I actually wanted to ask you guys a little bit about what you do in your life besides this horrible, trashy podcast. Because I think a lot of people online have been asking. Wait, this been, isn't a job? No. I'm not getting paid for oh, this. Oh, sorry. It's I forgot to. I'll Venmo you later. Great. Um, some listener may not know who you are. And I just wanted to talk briefly about. That's probably for the best. <laughs> briefly about what it is you guys do. So um, don't JC, use my full government name because yeah. my credit. I'm trying to have from these credit people. I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that. The feds is always listening. They are. They are both screenwriters. I'm sure a lot of people are interested in the whole process. First of all, do you like being a screenwriter? <laughs> I I like it because I, I used like to getting do interviewed it for by free. first graders. So <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> wow. What's your next question, young man? <laughs> okay. Boy, you're big for your age. <laughs> so at, at any age. <laughs> So what shows do you guys write on? So I work on a show called How to Get Away with Murder. Just on a little ABC. show that no one knows How about. How to Get Away with Murder. 
Correct. That is the show I work on. I, I write. I write for Empire because I'm black. Yeah, That's the I mean, only reason he writes for Empire. So in this little room right here in the middle of a valley, we have two Don't people. Don't be telling who, people where we are. No, damn. You're giving away all kinds of fucking dropping pins tonight. and stuff. We have two very Shit. important people. <laughs> two people who write for TV. Sh- the two of the biggest TV shows on the air right now. Well, and the fun thing is that as of a few weeks ago, we work two floors apart in the same building. We do. Nice. We both work at the same studio on the same lot. Um, it's as if we are being shoved into the same part of town because no one else wants to deal with us. Correct. <laughs> Our running joke is that they keep the blackish writers on the other side of town, like they keep the Secretary of the Interior in a bunker during the State of the Union address. <laughs> just in case somebody decides to just bomb our building, there will be at least some writers of color left. Yeah. We so you work got... with a lot of writers of color. Our, our, a lot of the <clears throat> people of color on network television happen to be on... Between our, our two shows, yeah, or, and then all the other sh- the, all the other shows that shoot on that lot, yeah, yeah. But you guys are not just writers; you're also co-producers, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. So what what uh, responsibilities do you have outside of writing that a producer has to do? Like, do you get to go on set? Do you get to work with the actors? Well, the interesting thing is that like when you see the credit opening credits in TV, like co-producer, producer, supervising producer, co-executive producer, mostly. The thing to understand is that those are just different levels of writer. Oh, okay. So there are very there are very little differences in actual job duties. As you get it to like co executive producer level, you you know, might manage the writer schedule or you might have it all depends on what the showrunner decides to give you mm-hmm. um, when you're up under the showrunner in that high level position. But otherwise the duties are pretty much the same. Everybody gets to go to set when it's their episode. Um, you have the same amount of agency when you're on set, usually. Um, at least that's been my experience. I yeah. don't know what you think. Yeah, I think every television show has its own culture. And yeah. the culture tends to be determined by the person at the top, who is the showrunner, who Correct. usually is the creator of the show. Right. And, the you know, whatever that per- – you know, some showrunners – Really like to be on set. They like they to have their hands right. in everything, and they don't let any. They don't. They don't let any writer go on set when it's yeah. their episode. Uh, and so they're very controlling. Others are far more. Uh, they tend to sort of delegate responsibilities. So it you know, and being on set can mean a variety of things depending on yeah. the show you work on. So on our show, being on set really means being the representative of the writers' room. On set, so you are the conduit by which everyone uh, checks in on what the script is supposed to mean, where things are supposed to be. And ask questions, and yeah, and and on our particular show, uh, the script is very, very important. Mm-hmm. There is no deviation from the script on our show. So there are and other so... there are other scripts, other shows that give the actors more um, more room to play around? Sure. Um, yeah, look two feet away from you over here. Because, <laughs> yes. But that again, that's a, that is, as JC just said, that is totally 100% about culture. Right. In the pilot, Lee established a culture where he gave the Lee actors... Lee Daniels. Lee the... Daniels, yes, the co-creator of the show. Gave the actors freedom to improvise and play around. And, like, for example, Boo Boo Kitty, which is the nickname for one of our characters... It's something Taraji came up with in a take. It was never in a script, and it caught on like wildfire. So that's the culture of the show. So before I or anybody else even got hired on the show, that was understood to be the culture of the show. 
The script is your guide, but if in a moment you're feeling some kind of way and want to toss some stuff out there, that's encouraged. But that's a great thing, though, because, I mean, a lot of the actors, especially, I think, in your show, uh, probably know the culture way more than a lot of the writers probably do. And so when they come up with a phrase or a term that's used in real life and it catches on, like on Twitter or whatever, it kind of shapes the rest of the show, correct? I mean, it makes... They definitely feel ownership of their characters in a really empowering way. Okay. That is not the case on our show. We, <laughs> Our show is very much about, like, plot and right. story. But also, you have to follow, like, legal... Like, you have to follow actual laws in your well, show. I mean, <laughs> I don't know that any lawyer who's passed the bar exam would co-sign that statement <laughs> but i think that we our show is very meticulous in terms of like what one line will mean three episodes from now mm -hmm. so we don't there is no changing of lines on our show but that's our show that's this that's this show i've worked on other shows i used to work on a show called looking on hbo mm -hmm. and that show when i was on set on that show i was rewriting scripts in the moment, I would we would try a joke, it wouldn't work. I'd right. rewrite the joke, we'd try a different joke, we'd improv, we'd do lots of different things on that well, show. Yeah, because on looking, you were definitely going for a more naturalistic right. tone and right. feel. Yeah, yeah, and so you didn't want it to feel written. Exactly. Yeah. And so the writing, the writer's job on set on that show was very different. It mm -hmm. was about figuring, making the scene work, yeah. uh, and being open to change and and all that. And you also worked on Girls too for a little bit, right? Yeah. And, and how was that experience? But, I mean, compared to the other two shows, was it any different? Um, yeah, it's different in that uh, Lena Dunham, who created and starred in and directs a lot of that show, uh, has a very specific vision for what that show is. And so a writer's job on that show is a lot more about sort of giving her ideas and, put, and having her put them through her filter and uh -huh. then taking that to set, as opposed to... Uh, being on set and like rewriting scenes and jokes on set. Right. That was my experience anyway. So because the two shows that you guys are on, they're very popular and and they cause such uh, commotion on Twitter and they're always trending. I'm sure you guys get a lot of reactions from people that are kind of out of the ordinary maybe or do you get responses from people that are kind of scary or excited or... um. I would say our show has a very unique fan base. Mm -hmm. Let that, me add to let me just add to that that uh -huh. that do people expect you to have relationships with the actors? I I think the fans kind of don't really know what to think. Mm -hmm. I think that they when they see that you're a writer, they go they that opens the door to a whole bunch of questions, but I don't think they connect like unless unless you the writer sometimes what I'll do is I'll tweet you know, a picture of me and one of the guest stars or like a picture of me and one of the main cast um, as we live tweet episodes and I'll talk about while a scene is playing. I'll go, oh, wow, it was really cold that night. Glad yeah. we survived it. And then I'll tag yeah, whoever yeah. else was in the scene. And then that's how they kind of understand that, mm -hmm. you know, I was on set and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes, but when something crazy happens on your show, do you get any of the, like the, get people yelling at you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like once you've sort of once you've tweeted that you're the writer of that episode and you start tweeting little like fun facts about that episode, uh -huh. then when something crazy and batshit happens that people are like, What the hell? Then they start tweeting at you. Yeah. Do you get anything WTF. Angry or Um, not usually angry. Um I will say in an episode of mine that aired a couple weeks ago, um, 
somebody said, and I quote, no, you didn't have to snatch the fuck out of all my edges. Now I'm bald for the next two weeks. And I engaged with her. I said, oh, I, we snatched all up. Like, we didn't leave not one track. And she was like, no, I am snatched bald. I'm not even going to put my weave in for the rest of the season. I'm not wasting these bags. Like, those are our fans. And that's not the same kind of response you would get for a show like, let's say... New Girl? Yeah, right. Correct. Exactly. Correct. Um, <laughs> that's sort of the glory of television right now though is that yes. people form very intense relationships with their television shows and you have to wait and people who you have, have not to wait to and find people out who have next... people who have previously not found a place for them in the broadcast tv landscape like a black gay person right sure or like you know some girl who do hair up on 168th street right. like she's not watching network tv but right. now she is yeah yeah that's great that's great to hear i mean uh, so so do you think it differs also your relationships bet- the relationships between the actors the writers and and anyone else does that differ from show to show too yeah definitely yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean i think i think again people form very intimate relationships with their television shows for example looking fans <laughs> Mm-hmm. Are very insane, very yeah. passionate about that show. Even I, though he can it's, use it's a euphemism, just, I be, won't. They're crazy. It could be fans slash haters. I think for that. show. Well, sure, but I think that, all the haters watched it just as much as the lovers. You know, people form really, really intense relationships, and because of Twitter and Facebook and all of these social media things, they can immediately build bridges to you. Yeah, which strengthens that relationship to the material. Yeah, the demographic is definitely different from from show to show. Like with your show, I think there was a lot of Jonathan Groff fans that were Asian and for, Brazilian. Looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking. And hmm. I mean, I got I was lucky enough to be on the show for a very little tiny part of it, but whenever I had a picture of myself with one of the actors, I would get followers from all around the world. I think even more than than from the US. And man, they were in love with these characters. I mean, in love with the char- probably the actors, but they were in love with the characters yeah. that they that they were playing. I mean, I think and- I, it's funny because I think that Josh and I have worked on very different shows in the past, but we now work on shows that I think have a very similar demographic in terms of the people who watch them and the yes. way in which they talk about them. Yes. So we get mm-hmm. a lot of the similar sort of like hype energy when our shows are airing about like the tweets, people... the tweets that fly during our show are I've never seen anything like our show's Twitter presence. I've never seen anything like it in my life. First of all, if you open your if you like open tweet deck for example and you just want to see all the tweets with hashtag Empire during an episode of Empire, they're going by so fast you can't read any of them. Yeah. Wow. Like it's insane. But as it's scrolling, your eye will catch like in every third tweet, like a lot of N words. Like it's just like very Yeah, yeah. Our fans are like real. Yeah. They're yeah. real. But we're also I think that also speaks to like and our our fans are similar in that way. Like, you know, we air on Shonda Rhimes's epic TGIT. Block, yes. So we get a lot of our fans are very, very well versed in the Twitterverse. But I think we're also living through the age of Black Twitter, which is like yes. this incredible thing. Um, and it is a force. Black Twitter is just this wonderful, loud, really smart, really smart, and like really uh, just engaged group of Twitter users. That's like 
and hilarious. swarming and in hilarious. In two seconds, they can post memes and gifs and pictures that I'm like, that is hilarious. Yeah. I could not. It would have taken me five times as long to think of that. And <laughs> I have. A, I'm a. I'm a working writer. Like yeah. you. Right. You lady from Detroit could be staffed mm-hmm. right now. Like, and you are speed, hilarious. The speed is remarkable. I mean, it's remarkable. I, I, when I'm watching, you know, we'll, we'll often scan our live feed, our live Twitter feed, the hashtags, while the show is on the air. And the yeah. speed with which these things are yeah. posted is just remarkable. It is it's astonishing. Yeah. That's great. And I think it's it's really amazing that the two biggest shows on TV right now are have mainly characters, principals that are people of color. And mm-hmm. it's giving a voice to a lot of people that and writing staffs, yeah, yeah. and which is really staffs, important, which is really great, yeah, because there's been a lot of shows in the past that were and know, present, yeah. and present that 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 are about a specific minority group, but written by a majority, correct. Group. So I think I, it's really Josh great. and I work on two of the show, one of the two of the only shows in. Uh, the industry that have majority minority mm-hmm. writing staff. Right, yep. One of my favorite uh, things I've and seen. And also very the... female, which yeah. is also not a thing. The majority of the writers in our writers room are females. That's great. Same. One of the, one of my favorite things in the last year that I saw was a clip from uh, Billy on the Street, and he does like all of Shonda Rhimes, like uh, Shonda Rhimes obstacle course. And he makes Amy uh, Sedaris go through a group of white people patting themselves on the back for accepting a female black lead. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. And then she had to, like, climb the mountain of wigs that uh, Annalise Annalise has to wear or carry. Olivia Post. Yeah. No, that's really great. I think a lot of people wanted to know about that because it's kind of like a, a mystery, and I, I'm really happy you guys. Well, listener, that with us. so you can find them find JC's show on Netflix, I believe, and yeah. Josh was on Hulu. Hulu, correct. Yes, that was really interesting. Thank you guys. So, thank you for for opening up about that stuff. So, let's move on to our first. I love to open up. Ugh, somebody need to tell her to close up shop. Please, I can smell it all the way from over here. Oh wow, I was I'm in the talking next about emotions. <laughs> All right, so I'm shaking the wig. There she is. How I've missed you, my love. I did not. (laughs) It's a Beyonce reference. Okay. Did you get it? What would gay heaven be like? (gasps) And gay hell. Gay hell. Too. All right. Well, let's. Can we start with gay heaven? Let's start with gay heaven. Heaven feels so nice. Lots of dicks. Um, I would like dicks and comforters. Oh, dicks and comforters. Like That's... I love a I love a down comforter and I love a big dick. <laughs> and if I could get those two things for like three hours a day. Okay, so let's. let's what, uh, what year were we at Motherload for Pride? That felt like gay every heaven. year. <laughs> no, it was not every year. Let's pretend I would have been dead. Let's pretend we just died. What year did Jesus let's get pretend... crucified? <laughs> Let's pretend we just died and we entered the pearly gates, the pearl necklace gates. And what do you see first when you're in gay heaven? All right, I'm closing my eyes and I'm envisioning what I see. First of all, we need a bathroom, a bathroom stall with a hole in it. To douche. Oh, fair. You don't need to douche in heaven. (gasps) You don't need to douche in heaven. heaven. That's gay heaven. heaven. Oh my God, that's uh, totally gay. Honey, the motto on the pearly gates is oh. the water is always clear. <laughs> always. The water is oh always God, clear like in gay Poland heaven. Spring. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because that's gay hell. Where the water's never clear. Yeah. Oh. You douche, you douche for hours, for and, hours, hours and hours and hours. And hours. And just like, uh. 
You God. did eat Chipotle that day. It doesn't matter. It doesn't oh, matter. Man. The water is never this clear. This is so disgusting. And Anir's like, I so need bad. to get out of here. This is so bad. Okay, so 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 gay heaven, there's a bathroom as soon as you walk in because you need that wherever you're going to, right? Wait, why? Well, I mean, all, the Golden Girls is just playing on loop. Uh, of course. And Will and Grace. They're yeah. doing live shows. <gasps> oh, because they're up there too. Yeah, they're well, up not there all too. of them. Well, not yet. But we, well, oh. if it's Betty White heaven, is literally ninety four. Yeah. It's there. any day now yeah. for Betty White. Oh, guys, ninety four. By on. the time this podcast posts, <laughs> she probably might be dead. Oh, yeah. come on, don't say that because it might actually. Happen. No, I'm saying that's although true. y'all y'all remember that show y'all heard of that show Crowded on NBC, that sitcom. Uh huh. She guest starred on that. Oh yeah. Literally at age ninety four, she's still doing guest spots on. People watch NBC sitcom. You know what? You know the shade. You know who what I would see in Gay Heaven as soon as I walk in? I would see Lucille Ball eating the chocolates from the conveyor. From the conveyor belt. Oh, yeah. that's cute. As as you walk in, I as like as you that. Walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, did we get? Did we talk about I the was... dicks yet? Or oh, we didn't. Did we get <laughs> We're talking about yeah. the icons. Yeah. Oh, okay. great. Yeah. No, I the love icons. icons. Yeah. Okay. Um, Emotic icons. Whitney is singing "I Want to Dance with Somebody." Oh, of course she her is. Little, her little dance. With the and snaps. I'm every woman. Yep. <gasps> yep. Yes. She's up there's, there. It's there's always like a three dollar <coughs> honey open Absolute bar. Citron three dollar open bar. Yeah. Open bar and gay heaven. It's oh heaven. my god! Yeah, it's an, the it, bar. The is whole open. thing is interior illusions lounge. And there's a patio. Honey, yeah, is love there. a patio. Yeah. Yes, gays love a patio. It's always brunch. It's yes. always always brunch. brunch with bottomless mimosas, bottom full mimosas, and and food that you just look at until you feel full. <laughs> You're always yeah, and it's full of white people. Oh, that's well, not now, my you, now you've said no, that. Now you've said that. Said okay, well name. now that's problematic. Yeah, that's no. So not okay, where so so Judas, <laughs> Judas, Judas, and Jesus are kissing nonstop. They're totally having a makeout sesh, sesh in the back in the corner. Mm-hmm. A makeout sesh. Yeah, makeout sesh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. What was while well, while while Lady Gaga singing Judas? While Lady Gaga singing what was Judas? What was your PSAT like today? Right. I was like. Hey, how was that latest Babysitter's Club book? <laughs> was it Claudia? I hope it was Claudia. So, of course, of course, Miss um, Williams is up there. Honey, Miss Williams is holding court. Yep. Who, when, Wendy Williams? Oh. Her too. That's Mr. Williams. Who's Miss Williams? Mother Williams. Oh, Mother well, Williams. oh, God. Yeah. We'll hear Mother. from her later. <laughs> yeah. Reading from her biography. Reading for filth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Tuesday parties. Yeah. RuPaul's up there just just yelling at people, telling oh, people what RuPaul's to do. RuPaul's already dead in this vision. Honey, she should have been dead 10 years ago. She's already dead. Yeah. She's undead. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. She's a walking dead. Yeah. Walking the runway dead. Michelle Visage is tending bar. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I my God. Honey, she's serving I it, honey. I love it. I yes. love it. Yes. Have we talked about the dicks? <laughs> we haven't yet or no <laughs> are we still making our way through the fucking entrance hall what the yeah. fuck are we doing we're, yeah we're still getting through security oh my god this mm-hmm. is the worst yeah so well, who's, the TSA's who's, got issues I'm already who's perform- complaining who's per- okay so Mariah Carey has her her, her big show. hair like she did in the yes. 80s right yes. yeah and Bette and- Midler's definitely doing like a bathhouse show oh yeah I'm 
I'm for okay the with that. well, I mean, as for the old for the old for the people, old ones. for the old people, for the you old know. ones, yeah. for the old ones, it's heaven. Oh come on, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mariah is our bet. Our bet, oh, our bet Midler. Yes. Oh, is Ugh. she? I don't know that she'd Ugh. like that. No, I guess Lady Gaga is our bet, right? Oh no, she's our Barbara. She's our Barbara. Barbara. I completely disagree with that characterization. Oh, okay, okay. Cher is nowhere to be found from my heaven. <gasps> I will because she doesn't die. Yeah, that's this true. Is true. Yeah, she's, she's still on, on. Yeah, she's on the Earth. nuclear holocaust till the world ends. Earth. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Britney's singing till the world till the, ends. While, yeah. while while Cher yeah. is down there, like because why not? Because why can't Brit- I be up there? As long as Cher's down there, Britney's also trapped down there. Oh no, I want Britney. Nope, up there. she's trapped down there. Oh damn it! But I think it's like it for me. It's like it's like gay days at Disney. You know, there's there's rides everywhere. Dicks rides, mustache rides. Oh, damn it! You guys. <laughs> No bottoms were harmed in the in the recording of this podcast yet. <laughs> Who else is there? Who else is in heaven with us? Latrice Royale. Latrice, definitely. I'm killing a lot of Shake, people. No. Shake, Shack. <laughs> Shake Shack is up there. Yeah, is Latrice is soaking up the biscuits? The, the, the she's sh- sop. She's being sop. She's sopping yeah. up. Y'all are drunk. She's she <laughs> y'all are drunk as fuck. Cause y'all ain't making no kind of sense. You're just saying shit. You're just saying shit. I want the dicks to be big and <sighs> Dominican. I love a Dominican dick. We know. I love a Dominican dick. When I was in New York, I just loved a Dominican dick. We know. Dick. Okay. I've seen you at no parking. Okay. And I always want a shrimp away. buffet. Oof. Just like a nice shrimp buffet. Mm. That's the that's the first time I said not dicks and everyone disdains me. I want yes. a shrimp buffet. You know what? This podcast is bullshit. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. I think that music video should be playing on different screens. TRL Live is always oh, happening. TRL is back. I agree. Yeah. TRL's always playing. Yeah. I think Nancy Pelosi is definitely there. Oh yeah. She's Please, yeah. she is the They fixed her face. Grand Dom. Uh, oh. oh come on! She's in her seventies, like, and it shows. Look, she's doing well. Is she? Well, I think. Okay. She looks like you. <gasps> oh my god! What the fuck what does we do that have... mean? <laughs> Adrian, it's still not clear. It's still not clear. You can't. You can't squirt it out yet, Adrian. It's not clear. Let's transition to gay hell. Yes. So what's, yeah. On what's, that note, because so that's gay clearly hell. where I am. <laughs> so, so gay hell is this. So what's gay hell? Uh, gay hell is 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 Santa Monica Boulevard between La Cienega and San Vicente. Doheny. Doheny. <laughs> just the whole strip. Every fucking night of my life. Mm-hmm. That's gay hell. Gay uh, Hell is the Republican uh, caucus. Is Uncle Cracker and Kid Rock Weezer. playing all the time? And Weezer yeah, and Nickelback. Weezer. Yeah, it's a contested Republican convention. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all of that. It's being at a Bernie Sanders rally. Ugh, it's being around a lot of kids. <laughs> oh, it's not having money. It's not like that. It's carbs doing what they're oh supposed my to do to your body. It, everything is carbs. In Gay Hell, literally everything is carbs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's everyone doing CrossFit and no one getting it's, skinny. It's window shopping. No, you didn't even have to say that second part. Actually, Gay Hell is everybody doing CrossFit because that's a cult. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think it's cute if you're if it makes you cute. It's a cult. I think gay hell is when they're always screaming your face with their tequila breath because that's all they can drink. Yeah, that's true. I think it's I think gay hell is constantly window shopping and not being able to afford anything that you see on the mannequins. Now, is this is this a metaphor for like you walking past a whole lot of fucking hot ass? Because for me, that's gay hell. Mm-hmm. What is like? Okay, imagine grinder, and like everybody's like thirty feet away, mm-hmm. but like nobody messages you back, mm-hmm. and like everybody keeps blocking. The second you message somebody, they block you, but then they're replaced by like an even hotter person. Wait, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen to everyone and then you're like, now, or? Just you. So, at least racist. (laughs) Okay, so who? So Nickelback. Nickelback. Oh my God, Nickelback. Nickelback. Oh, remember our boy band? (laughs) Let's not wait till the water runs (laughs) clear. Okay, that's sorry. That's an that's inside, an inside joke Instagram that joke. No one's gonna get. We, we were Which in Palm you don't, Springs. No, none of you follow us on Instagram. We were in Palm Springs and we posed for a picture and we looked in like the a desert, boy band on rocks. And we so we called ourselves Nickel Black and we started singing. <laughs> let's no wait till the water runs clear. But like, please let's wait. But, Can we please? But wait? also, hell is the water never runs clear. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So in in gay hell, like you just can't wait. In gay it's, hell, it's gay just hell. messy bottoms and sloppy tops. Gay hell is just that Ugh. meme of Ariel holding a- Prince Eric, yes, and she's like, I can't. I can't. But then she has to do it anyway, because it's she, gay hell. Yeah, yeah. Is Ursula in gay hell or gay oh, heaven? Oh, she's, she's in heaven, honey. please. Honey. She's no. in heaven? She's yeah, in she's heaven? in heaven, because we just want to watch her all the time. That's true. I don't. Yeah. No. no? No? You don't love Ursula? Why? I mean, if it was like a drag queen playing Ursula, then no, 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 no. Just Ursula as Ursula. You don't love Ursula as Ursula? Poor what? unfortunate souls. That's gay hell. I don't know if it is. I, I think it is. Original gay hell is Captain. everyone's a bottom. All right, Truman Cahote. So it's Truman Cahote. What did you just say? Gay, yeah. gay hell is everyone's a bottom. Everyone just bumps. So it's the studio right now. Uh, bitch. Oh, here she yeah. goes. Come you on. don't. Hey, pot. It's kettle. Yeah. You black. There's black people. <laughs> There's black people. In gay hell? <laughs> Jesus, that's racist. Black people can go to hell. <laughs> that's the title of he our. He literally just our... said black people can go to hell. <laughs> well, they can go to heaven too. But they can go to hell. No, string those six words together uh, yeah. and say them again. Yeah, yeah. Black people can go to hell. <laughs> That's not how I said it, Josh. Inflection is, is part of communication. I'm just gonna edit it that way. Yeah, so, please but... do. <laughs> Inflection yeah. is part of right communication. After, right after. How did you like the formation tour? Black, Black people, people can, can go, go to, to hell. hell. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm the one. The okay. truth comes out. The truth comes out. <laughs> Donald Trump is president. Wait, what? Maybe, what? Maybe, what? In gay hell? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. I, was like, I was like, wait, did you just get an alert? I Donald Trump. I reached Trump, for my phone like, CNN oh, shit. push notification. He's, he's president already. <laughs> Donald Trump is president, and really George scared. W. Bush got elected as n- vice president. George W. Bush is vice president? Yeah. He I actually got, think he'd be fine. Yeah, he was uh, not you know, the worst of our problems. You know it's funny how now we're like looking at George W. Bush as someone what who's like... What he did for AIDS research? He's actually pretty good. He did do a lot for AIDS research. Isn't it crazy that George W. Bush is someone favorable right now compared to Donald Trump? Yeah, any other a fucking pizza crust on a paper, styrofoam plate that I'm looking at is favorable to Donald Trump. <laughs> I, mean, I love pizza crust. Right, know, exactly, that, that, and I do not love Donald yeah. Trump. 
think I'm in gay hell right now. Yeah, this studio might be. <laughs> this studio is gay hell. <laughs> I can't stop drinking Red Bull vodkas on a Wednesday night. That's gay hell. All right, so let's move on to the next topic, okay? Okay, this topic is white girls stealing from gay men, stealing from black girls. Oh, that's a lot of things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go. Let's hear it. I'm. Ooh. Ooh. Well, uh, well, as the resident white, drinking. the resident <laughs> ain't no resident white up in here. I know. Engineer, is. engineer, head engineer is. <laughs> um, it's typically white gays that girls they are steal from, from black girls. Yes, yes. The bell hooks like, I, don't, I don't think it's only white gay men stealing from black girls. I it think is. it's Asian men. I think it's Latino men. Well, they're stealing it from the white gay men. I agree with that. Okay. I think that's true. White gay men dictate gay culture. Because, so, because again, okay, as we I, I agree with you. I agree. As right? we've covered yep. on this program, I think that there on is a program. On like this it's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> or, or 60 Minutes. Right, on this program. <laughs> oh, on Sissy Minutes? The sissy Minutes. <laughs> that's so good. This week on Sissy, sissy minutes. minutes. This week on Sissy Minutes. Because it sounds um, like you have a speech impediment when you say it. Yeah. <laughs> sissy yeah. Uh, and this week's this week's guest host Kim Chi on Sissy Minutes. I'm out. I can't. I can't. But um, no. As we've established, oh, as we've established, oh shit. I think that uh, white gay men it. tend to set the uh, paradigm. They do for the for, rest of the gays for gays. Yes, and I, correct. Which is a problem for gays of color. Like I think we acquiesce to that as we've said before on Sissy Minutes. I'm sorry. Sissy Minutes is one of the best things you've ever said in your life. You're welcome. It's too good. I can't. It's too good. It's too good. Um, um, But yeah, I think that Josh is right that, you know, a lot of gay people of color copy white gays who are copying black women. They're stealing from black women. Which comports with the general narrative of Western history. Correct. But why okay. should gays be any different? <laughs> right. They're not. Yeah. Do you think? Okay. I'm. Uh, this this might be a controversial thing for me to say, but mm. as opposed not, as opposed to you sending me a picture of cotton, told me I got you flowers. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I ain't over it. I ain't over it. I ain't over it. But isn't there isn't there something sort of good about like watching a Beyonce video and for it to be catching on to people of different colors. Well, one I will say one thing that made me uncomfortable during a concert was when she when she sang Sorry, because Sorry's got N-bombs in the chorus. Yeah. And various other songs from Lemonade that she performed. I found mm-hmm. myself... Nervous. Not able to just enjoy the, the experience of singing along because I was clocking white people. Yeah. Particularly, like, 12-year-old white girls who were there. I was clocking everybody, being like, uh, you know, you can't say that. I mean, this is the problem. This me- is the quintessential but- problem of, like, where we're at in our culture and time is, like, yes, there's a... What's great about a Beyonce concert is that everyone can come together and have a communal right. experience with the music. But there is a part of that that is meant for a very specific group of people. Right. And so while you want to include... 
there is a part of that that inherently excludes. So and that's so person, sort of like the that's the, the balancing act that you have yeah, to do. And that's yeah. like what America kind of is for people of yeah, color yeah. all the time. But uh, let me just play white devil's advocate. Um, There's only one. <laughs> like I, you would. I think sometimes mm-hmm. I'm uh, sometimes it's a, it's confusing for me. Uh, maybe it's because I'm Latino and I'm. You know, it. I'm. Per, and I'm no, at, it's because you're uh, stupid. <laughs> and because uh, because, because I, your position, share, like your position, position is, is white adjacent. Yes, is white yes, adjacent. Yes, Let's keep yes, it yes, real. Um, but for real, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that. And I grew up. I grew up in my life, um, trying to, especially growing up in Pennsylvania, trying to be more white than brown, as most people of color do in America. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you got the choice, yeah. If you can code switch, girl, like, switch to the girl, dominant do code. It. Do it. At times, I feel guilty that I'm I'm light skin it borrowing no I'm borrowing oh. from another culture like because I'm with you guys you know I, you guys are my 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 best friends and it's okay amongst each other to to say certain things yeah um of course s- some things uh no, I'm I mean, not sure that you've really internalized that lesson. <laughs> no, and, but like the fact that like we still fuck with you, like yeah, yeah, yeah. clearly, um, you know, uh, drive out drunk ass. No, home. like you're right. And then after that, I'm because free to just because fuck it's all out of love. It's all out of love. Mm-hmm. But I myself would never say the n word ever. I've always been uncomfortable with you that singing not. that. You you bet not. <laughs> um, you bet not. Um, but shit. I also wouldn't say. Uh, I also wouldn't say. Well, I'm gonna say it right now. I wouldn't say spick either. If that were and to come, nor in the would show. I. God, that's horrible. If, I know. Well, I wouldn't be able. Sometimes I wouldn't I would say that. There's no funny way to say that. That's just it, that's no. not true. There's just, a funny way to say it. Well, There's always a funny. Not for me. Here's the thing, though. I would say, look, this is actually an important thing. I think that there's a funny way to say anything, and I actually think that humor is one of the only ways we can like bridge these really really difficult gaps in but culture. You, but you know what? To that point, yeah. That requires a level of trust that has completely eroded in our society today. Sure. That only because that only we, works because we have the, we have so self-segregated that like anybody I can't imagine a a level of trust with somebody that you would just make any word okay. Oh no, like, I don't think I... any word should be okay. I let me clarify. I think that no, there are words that are not okay. Absolutely. I agree with that. I'm saying that humor is one of the f- very very few avenues left to us to like deal with certain to, things. Right. Because, that's true. Because that's a you to know, deal with uncomfortable things. Because it's very yeah. I think that you know, we live in a time and a place where white culture is seeing its dominance eroded on a daily basis, and there's a lot of anxiety Ooh, that's these, attached. These to primaries that. are evidence that they absolutely are mad, and there's a lot of anxiety attached to that. If you're a, if you're a working class white person, you're like everything's being taken from me, and I get that. Like I I understand it. I think it's a real fear, and so there's a very few things that can like bridge the gap. Because a lot of people, because those people are also being told, you're not allowed to say this, 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 and this. And for good reason. But humor is one of the few things we have that deflates the anxiety around all of that shit. Would you understand <laughs> if someone who's in grade school right now, at this time, who watches Empire or How to Get Away with Murder, who is, who is living in a world that is very open 
and they listen to rap music on the radio or whatever, would you... Are they white? Be, yeah, if they're white. Okay. Would you be more understanding or white and gay or whatever? I'm thinking to myself, um, the I forgot his name, um, Brandon Jordan or whatever from the Lady Gaga uh, news news thing. Remember he was like... That little trans kid? Yeah, he's trans mm. now. Um, he was trans then. He just came out as trans now. Okay. Right. But educate. but he's but he's, borrow, he's borrowing. Fans. But him Fan. saying him yeah, saying not. yes, Queen and all that that's coming from black culture. But he doesn't understand that that's where it's coming from. Sure. Do no. you do you look at him as being racist? Do you look no. at him as being doing something wrong? No. Okay. Why would so I? So our topic isn't necessarily saying that people are wrong for. No, yeah, it's not about blaming the individual person. So it's person. like borrowing from, it's like white girls borrowing from, gay, guy, guy, gay guys borrowing from. My thing is this. I, well, no, no, go ahead, please. I would Sorry. just say my thing is this. If you are out in the world, operating in the world, using stuff that you done borrow from these different cultures, maybe you've learned the context, maybe you haven't, and you run up into somebody who says, oop, hold up, pump the brakes, that don't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. You can't. You you can't be mad at that. Right. right. Like you can't be mad at somebody saying, "Well, for me, I ain't with that." That's not okay. Like engage them in a conversation about it and figure it out. But like you don't get to be mad that somebody is coming to, is that that a black woman is, for example, coming at you saying, "You know what? Today in this room, I'm not. Right. That's hitting me wrong." Right. Like you have to be able to engage with if you're gonna talk the talk, you got in using the terminology, right. then you have to be willing to engage with somebody and not and not flip the script and be like, Well, that offends me that I well, so I can't say these words because that's right. that's where yeah. that's where a lot of people go. Yeah. You gotta be willing to engage with somebody who says, Well, culturally, that don't sit right with me. But at the same time, that person who is offended by that should I mean, we we all have to I mean, I think we all have to practice a little more love and kindness in our world like we have to be able to understand that maybe this person didn't grow up but sometimes things hit you different so like why is the benefit of the doubt always given to that white white person that's i think that's yeah maybe this is a teachable moment for him i think that's where our political correctness conversation tends to break down is that i i tend to think in the political correctness conversation the benefit of the doubt is always has to be given to the white person who is suddenly defensive. Whereas a black woman spends every single day of her life in this country battling yeah. odds that are insane and right. stacked against I, I her. I can't tell you how often in my life I have been feeling some kind of way, but then the conversation immediately turns to the protection of the white person's feelings. Right. And to me... I, like, I, I think of, like, so I'm a racially mixed person, and I, so, like, I'm weirdly, like, I and I grew up, you, like, You are the a... future of this country. I mean... You're welcome. No, seriously. Um, I mean, you in, in 20, 30 years... I'm very much the past. <laughs> any any look at any of my Facebook pictures will tell you. Honey, it, is, it is past, honey, honey. The past is her X-Men name. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Oh... <laughs> I'm a mutant and I'm still. Oh, yeah. this is bad. Days of future past. past. <laughs> um, it's also what we did to her pilot. We did. Oh, <gasps> it's a oh. joke. Too soon. I'm joke. trying to sell that one. Too soon. Too soon. Scratch no, that. I'm trying but, to develop. But um, 
No, but I think that you know. So I'm a I'm a racially mixed person, and and I grew up without really like a a clear identity to one culture or the other with which I'm raised. And I think that for me, when I came into the world, uh, it's I look at it and I go, well, here are the people who have a tough time, and here are the people who don't. And if I come into a room and I make a joke, and a black woman is like, that joke hurts my feelings, I'm going to go, oh, well, okay, I respect that. Like, But that's the end enough. of the conversation. That's it. It's done. Thank I don't you. have to say, like, well, why? Why like, shouldn't actually, I get to? It's yeah. actually we're, not we're, my we're, prerogative we're, 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 to know why. If you're, if you're going to say those things, you have to be mature enough and smart enough to know that some people may not 100%. like you. I don't, I don't actually think you have to be mature enough or smart well, enough to know. I think you just have to respect the other. You have I to hear you, feedback yeah. from, yes. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> yeah. that, I think that what gets lost in the political correctness, because I think that's what's at the root of the topic. Yeah. I think what gets lost in that conversation is that there is this presumption that if I am a person, I should get to say whatever I want mm -hmm. and then not have to suffer the consequences of whatever I say, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Ludicrous. You have to, if you say something, there are consequences to any action you take. So if you hurt someone's feelings, you don't get to say, well, you, don't, you shouldn't have your feelings hurt. You have to own the fact that you hurt a person's feelings. Mm -hmm. And you can say, like, you can say, I don't care that I hurt your feelings. Like, I can look at a person and say, I made that joke. And that person can say to me, you hurt my feelings. And I can say to them, I don't care. Yeah. You can say that. I don't get to say, you don't get to make me feel bad about it. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so or you so, don't get to feel what you feel. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. That's so, crazy. We have to we have to close on this this subject soon, but I just want to say because we can re we can relate because we are all of color and we are gay. I want to talk about just really I, quickly I'm, end it. I'm not. I don't, no. Wait. You're not? What? Oh, there's a dick in your ass right now as we speak. God, honey, your lips, God's ears. <laughs> For fellow gay men, what is your what is what is your advice to them when it comes to borrowing from black culture i feel like lyl live your life just know what you're doing yeah that's exactly be how respectful like just know what you're doing and 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 exactly be respectful like don't be walking around the world thinking your privilege entitles you your relative privilege mm -hmm. entitles you to just be buck ass wild and not like oh the, your whiteness is not a get out of humanity free card. Yeah. If you it's, challenge them on any of that, then you know then it's it, everything goes left, and then and then and then you're the racist. So so bottom which line, which is really right? fun. Bottom, I, I love being called a racist. <laughs> bottom line is it's it's very complicated, but you just have to acknowledge that it's complicated. Okay, thank you. That was really really interesting and very difficult <laughs> to talk about. Um, but I think I learned a lot myself. I found it very easy to talk about. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're at the end of our show. Joshua, do you have our quote from Tennessee Williams for oh, I, this week? Oh, I got that. Don't even worry about it. <clears throat> so this quote is also from <laughs> the 1975 magnum opus, Tennessee Williams Memoirs. I had finished menagerie in the law school dormitory of Harvard, in the rooms of a wild boy I'd met in Provincetown the summer of 1944. This boy, Bill, had a group of friends at Harvard, and they were all sort of freaked out in varying degrees. Bill was a 
Peeping Tom. That was his sex hang-up. He had a map of the town of Cambridge with X's marked to indicate the location of window shades that were likely to expose an exciting peep show. He would start out precisely at midnight upon the carefully mapped out tour, and he'd return rocks off about 2 a.m. I think it was a year or two later that Bill began to visit me in various New York hotel suites before I had a Manhattan apartment. And by that time, Bill was way out of the closet, and he was always drunk, but a good drunk. I mean, a wildly exuberant drunk, and he was a good lay. He died in a shocking way. (laughs) He was leaning out of a subway train in New York, very far out and very drunk, shouting goodbye to friends on the platform when the subway train rushed forward and he was decapitated by a I have to record that again. No, I hate you. No, keep going. No, it's keep funny. Going. That was it. And he was decapitated by a column. That's how it ends. Oh, how many people have been ended that way? He fucked me up when he started laughing. I couldn't hold on. That's great. I right. really tried not to break. Wait, the end of the quote is he was decapitated by a column? That's the end of the quote. Mother Mother Williams always did have a passion for poetry. Was that that his eulogy? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Could you imagine if Um, Tennessee Williams was like, was asked to do your eulogy and that's the way? I I practiced that twice and it went well both times, but as soon as he started to laugh... All right, I knew so it was done. So let's, let's do our, our RuPaul's drag reads for our... our um, like, how did it take such a turn? <laughs> like, our dra- our drag names. I don't know. It's <laughs> so our, our drag names. Uh, um, JC, why don't we start with yours? You have the name of the drag queen that our listener suggested. Yes, this drag name was submitted by listener. Coffee cake. (laughs) In the main challenge, you had us flicking our beans. Yes. And on the runway, we wanted more than a piece of you. Congratulations, you are the winner of this week's challenge. That's cute. Antibacterial. (laughs) Your performance in the dance challenge was truly sickening. But your gown tonight gave us all a bad case of rheumonia. <laughs> I'm sorry, my dear, but, but you're, you're up, up for it. disinfection. <laughs> I have two. Molly Pocket. <laughs> In the main challenge, you were a trip. But on the runway, your look had me grinding my teeth. <laughs> I'm sorry, my dear, but, but you, you are, are up, up for, for elimination. elimination. And then the last one is Bell Palsy. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Where are we headed? Where are we headed? In the main challenge, you had us paralyzed with joy. Oh. <laughs> but your runway couture was a little droopy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry, my dear, but you are up for elimination. I okay. have one more. Do you have one more? Yes. Anya Knees. Tonight on the runway, you blew all the competition away. (laughs) 
But your Snatch Game performance was hard to swallow. <laughs> I'm sorry, my dear, but you're yeah. up for a throat swab. <laughs> Great. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. I can't believe anyone's still listening. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't understand I it at all. It. Please make sure to tweet your topic suggestions to and drag names cry and drag names, or leave it on our Facebook, or leave it on our Facebook at Wigless Cry, and or send you know, us you could just you know rate our podcast and share it with friends so we can you know you do all feel validated. Things. We would love that. We would love that. Us. Thank you guys. Give us five stars.